Hey, how's it going? This is the Zach Peters Podcast, and this is Zach. I want to say thank you so much for watching or for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and subscribe to whatever platform you're enjoying this on, and please rate and review as well. That helps me out. I do hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, helps it, uh, helps you go closer to God, and I hope that you connect with it or with me on some level. We're talking about the last part of Are You Talking to Me? And we've talked about several things over the last couple of weeks, but this is the last part, part four. I got to preach it a couple of nights ago, and I really enjoyed it, so I can't wait to share this with you. I want to jump in and go ahead and say the last thing that I wish I could go back and talk to myself about as a young man, as a teenager, is that other people and other situations can impact me, but they cannot control me. Other people in other situations can impact me, but they cannot control me. In life, we will absolutely have issues. People will do the wrong thing uh, towards us. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. Just a few days ago from the time of this recording, a tornado went through the city of Nashville and changed everything for people and for families. Things happen, uh, painful things, and they will absolutely impact us. They will touch us. They will make us hurt, make us bleed. Uh, my brother's death impacted me. Parents getting a divorce will impact everyone in, involved. A car wreck will impact you or your loved ones. Uh, even if it's just raining, it will impact your entire day. Your own failures will impact you, but they don't have to control you. None of these things have to control you. They don't have to ruin your life. Unless it's Jesus, you don't have to let what someone else did define your life. And that is so powerful if we understand that and we apply it to our life. And I think that scripture gives us the perfect person to show us this in action. Joseph, the son of Israel slash Jacob. I'm sure many of you know the story, but I want to walk with you through this story. And what we're going to find is a man who went through stuff that he could not control, but it did not stop him from doing the right thing and living the right way. Other people's choices, other people's impact on his life did not control him. It touched him, it impacted him, but it did not control him. I'm going to read a good bit of this scripture, but also for the sake of time, I'm going to just give the highlights at, at some points. But this is found in Genesis chapter uh, 37 and I believe 38, maybe 39. So let's go ahead and jump in. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. So he had some brothers that are around the same age. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to their father. So he tattled on them, which is not a big deal. It's actually the right thing to do in most circumstances. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. So here is what Joseph already in the story cannot control. He cannot control that he was the youngest. He cannot control that his father loved him more than all the others and showed that love to all the others. He could not control how his brothers responded to his father's actions. These are the things that Joseph could not control. There are things that you cannot control. In your head right now, all sorts of stuff are popping up in your head. You can only control yourself, how you act, how you respond, how you behave, what you do. You control you. You control you. 
The scripture goes on, and Joseph has these dreams, and they're interesting dreams. Sometimes God will speak through your dreams. That's what's happening here in the story. But basically, the dreams boil down to Joseph being exalted over the rest of his family, his older brothers, and even his mother and father bowing down to him. And then maybe Joseph does like the only perhaps dumb thing in, in, in his entire story. He tells his brothers the dream. Question, and this has really nothing to do with what I want to talk about, but I have to say this. If you're the older sibling or if, and your younger sibling told you that they were going to uh, uh, make you serve them or that you were going to serve them, what would you think? What would you feel? They already don't like him, but this is sort of going to be the nail in the coffin for Joseph. They can't put up with this. And so this is another lesson for another time, but sometimes you need to keep your dreams to yourself. What might make you excited will actually create bad attitudes in others. If you have a dream that seems wild and crazy, don't just think that other people will be excited about that wild and crazy dream just like you are. Most people will respond with jealousy to your dream because they don't have a dream of their own. Now, whether this was right or wrong for Joseph to share, I can't tell you, but I just know from a big brother's perspective, probably didn't go over great with them. One day after this had happened, Joseph was sent to find his brothers who are working out in the field and he tracks them down and they see him from afar. And before they get to him, they say this, here comes the streamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him, and we will see what will become of this dream. Another brother steps in, keeps them from killing him, and they decide just to throw him into a pit. And so the brother could come back later and get him. And it says they took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. What a family. What a family, right? I know every family has issues and problems, some more than others, but this is one of those families that would probably be really good on, on like TV or something. I don't know. But they see Joseph, and they just want to kill him. One brother realizes not a great idea, convinces him to throw, uh, convinces all the other brothers to throw him in the pit so that he could save him later. And so at this point, uh, let, let's take count here. Joseph has had zero control over what's happened to him. And maybe he could have kept his dreams to himself, but now, regardless of any of that, He's in a pit that someone else threw him in, and he's lucky that one brother had mercy and intelligence not to kill him. Let's keep going. Another brother shows up on the scene later and basically says, come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. Let's not kill him, for he's our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him, and then the Midianite traders passed by, and they drew Joseph up, lifted him up out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. So they hate him, they throw him in a pit, and now he's sold into slavery. And the brother that tried to save his life comes back later, the pit's empty. And so now they have to lie to their poor dad. Hey, uh, dad, your favorite son, here's his coat, it's covered in blood, wild animals got him. And now, meanwhile, Joseph is being brought down to Egypt where he is bought by a, a guy named Potiphar. Up to this point, how has Joseph responded? And now we're getting to the meat of of what this entire podcast is about. All of this stuff has happened to Joseph, and he's had zero control over any of it. Other people have been doing things to him, and so now will it control him? Will it keep him from being who God wanted him to be? Or will Joseph control himself despite all the mess that he was, he was going through, all the mess that he was put through? That's the question. 
Let's continue reading uh, chapter 39. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. And it goes on to say that everything Joseph did, it, it turned out well, and eventually Potiphar puts him in charge of everything in his house. Joseph became a successful man. How many times, and I'm really preaching to myself right now, but I know I'm preaching to some of you too. How many times in our life have we blamed others for our failures and our shortcomings? Well, my, my teacher was not good. I didn't get the education that I needed. My coach didn't know what they were talking about. My parents, they were just mean. You didn't, you don't know them. You don't understand. My friends were doing it. That's what we all did. I didn't have enough money. I didn't come from money. We talk about excuses we talk about things that we cannot control, but if anyone ever had excuses, it was Joseph in this story. And yet everything he did was not defined by what other people did to mess with him, what other people did to control him, but it was all about who he decided to be, how he decided to act, and the God that he served. For my own life, Whenever I was younger, this is what I wish I would have lived by. I want to be the kind of person that finds success even when others have wronged me, even when everything is going wrong and I'm in the wrong place for no reason other than I'm just in the wrong place. I still want success with no excuses. No excuses, just do your best, Zach. And I think that's an attitude that we all need to have for whatever job we have, for our families, for wherever we go. No excuses. We're going to do our best. We serve a great God. Story's not over, though. Joseph was a handsome dude, and Potiphar's wife noticed. I think the vernacular is that she was thirsty, and so she really wanted Joseph to be with her in a very, very inappropriate way, but Joseph just kept saying no. Eventually, the wife goes mad, grabs Joseph, rips some clothes off of him, but then he runs. He gets out of there. He's not having it. He gets out. But the wife has a plan, and so she calls in the other servants and says, hey, look what this Joseph has done. Here are his, here are his clothes. This is what he tried to do. She's, already, she's trying to cause problems. And when her husband gets home, he uh, sort of has this conversation with her husband. It says, as soon as his master heard the words, that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled, and Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. Once again, Joseph is impacted by someone else's behavior and choices. Things were going good, even though he wasn't in a place where he wanted to be, but he was favored. And now, once again, because of someone else, Joseph finds himself in a painful place, in a painful situation. Other people's choices can really put you into places that you don't deserve to be. Someone drinking and driving can change your life. You don't have to do it. They do it, and you can't control it. Someone else's drug addiction can change your life. You have no control. They do it. You can't do anything about it. Uh, your parents getting a divorce, uh, you can't control that. Your parents having, uh, having an affair, your parents having financial issues, you can't control those things, but it will impact you, and it can, it can move you around, it can do things to you. You can complain, you can blame, you can give up, or you can do what Joseph does. You cannot let those things control you. You can make choices that align with what you believe about God, and for Joseph it says, but the Lord was with Joseph. But the Lord was with Joseph. 
Everything was messed up. It was wrong. It, 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 sure, it sure didn't look like his dream, but the Lord was with him. And sometimes we got to realize that that's all we need. Other people can do all sorts of things to us and around us. The world can throw things at us. But if the Lord is with you, if the Lord is with you, it matters. He had a but the Lord moment in his life. Repeat this after I say it, but the Lord, but the Lord. Your parents got divorced when you were younger, and it really should have messed you up and changed the way that you view relationships in a very negative way. But the Lord stepped in and has done something in your life. A loved one has died or a loved one is deathly ill, and you should be depressed, you should be skeptical, you should have no hope. But the Lord, your friends mistreated you, they, they, they betrayed you, you should be mad and you should be bitter, but the Lord, you were bullied and you should have snapped, but the Lord, you were abused and mistreated in relationships in your life and you should be broken, insecure and scared, but the Lord, your mistakes should have ended you, your failures should have stopped you, but the Lord stepped in and when the Lord steps in, the enemy steps out, when Jesus is involved in your life. The things that should have defined you are now actually behind you. But the Lord was with Joseph, even though everything was going wrong. And Joseph was where he was because of other people's choices. The Lord was with him, and that made all the difference. The Lord showed him steadfast love and gave him favor even in prison. And the Lord was with Joseph, and even in prison, God gave him success. God's bigger than the problems that other people cause in your life. You might think that the drama that you're going through because of someone else is insurmountable, but God's bigger than that. And if you will follow God in the trouble, in the pain, God might take you to a place on the other side of that pain that you never even believed you could get to on your own. When the Lord is on your side, you might not be able to control what other people say or do, but you have the power to be who God made you to be. The world will try to make you into into something that you're not supposed to be. People will call you names and they will try to define you and and categorize you. This culture will say that you have to look a certain way, believe a certain way, sound a certain way, but Jesus is the way. And when you follow Jesus, you gain control over and above the things in your life that you face on a daily basis that you have no control over. Joseph had the Lord and Joseph chose not to let the circumstances define him. Even in prison, he chose to serve God and to serve others up and above himself. This leads him to finding favor in the sight of Pharaoh, who's the ruler and the king of of Egypt, and Joseph the youngest, and Joseph the hated, and Joseph the slave, and Joseph the prisoner is brought to a place of command and blessing. And all he did was to choose to control what he could control and allow God to do the rest. We got to learn that for our lives control what we can control and let God worry about the rest. Time would pass and one day Joseph's family would be reconnected with him and there was forgiveness and there was love. It was a happy ending. But for your lives, I want you to understand that there will, there will always be obstacles. There's always going to be injustice. There's going to be unfair actions, hurtful words. There are going to be things that happen that, that you have no control over, but you have a choice to make. Will you let others control you? Will you let the circumstance control you? Or will you decide to be who God made you to be anyways? We have got to learn this lesson. I've got to learn this lesson. 
It's a lesson in, in faith and in obedience that will increase our ability to impact the world in powerful ways. If we can put this lesson into action, it will free us from excuses. It will free us from the bondage of other people's choices and their opinions of us. Other people and other situations, they can impact you, they can touch you, but they cannot control you. We've got to learn that for our lives. Hope you appreciate this message. I hope you connected with you. I will talk to you next time. See you guys later.